Good morning, gentlemen. We are starting a new chapter, Chaf Beis Amidalef, 22a. Brishona. Originally, let's start with the Mishnah. Kol Misharot Delitramus Misbeach, Torah. Initially, anybody that wanted to could, any Kohen, could volunteer to do the Trumas Hadesh and the removal of the ashes first thing in the morning. Obizman Shehemeruvim. What would they do if a lot of Kohanim wanted to do it? So uh, they would have a race to be first come, first serve. Rutzin va'olim bekevish. They would run and go up the ramp. Kol hakodem eschavera ba'arba amos. Whoever reached the finish line within four amos, within six feet of the finish line first, zocha, then they uh, were chosen to do the service. We'll find out in the Gemara exactly where the finish line was, where on the ramp it was. But what happens if, if it's a tie? So then, Hamamuna Omer Lehem, the special Kohen in charge of the Beis Migdush would say, Hitzbiu. He would say, let's do a lottery, stick out your finger, and they would do the lottery. Umahi Motzian, how many fingers would they put out? They would either one finger or two fingers. Ve'ein Motzian Agodo. They wouldn't stick out a thumb. The thumb was considered disrespectful in the Beis Migdush. Maisa, the more brings us, the Mishnah brings the story, name Shavan, where two Kohanim, uh, tied for Rutzin, and so they had the race for Olam Bekevish, and they went up the ramp. He gave his fellow Kohen a push, and the other Kohen fell. And he broke his foot. They saw the competition uh, was leading to danger. From then on, they stopped the race. That was too dangerous. People were getting too competitive. And they went to the lottery system. This lottery, they also did all day long. Arba Pisis Hayusham, there were four different lotteries. This was the first one of the day. So the Mara says, and since the Mishnah listed, why didn't they start off with the lottery? They had a lottery for the other services. Why didn't they start off with the lottery for the Trumas Hadesh and the removal of the ash? So the Mara answers, Mikara Savra, initially they held. This is not really the new daytime service. It's leftovers from last night. Not so many people are going to jump to do leftover service from last night. And therefore, they really don't have to have a lottery. There won't be so many people who want to do it. They saw many Kohanim were coming. And not only that, it was so competitive, it was getting dangerous. They put a lottery on this one also. The Mora has a question. What do you, it sounds like basically that the nighttime service was not in such demand and they didn't need to have lotteries for the nighttime service. And that's why initially they didn't have a lottery for this removal of the ash, which is a part of the nighttime service. The Mora says, well, what about the burning of the fats and limbs? That's a nighttime service, Fatik the Rabban and Paisa. That had a lottery. So you see, nighttime services were popular. So the Gemara said, that's different. Sof Avoda the Yamamahu. That's the end of the daytime service. All day long, it was very competitive. A lot of people wanted to do it. So uh, even though that was at night, it was the end of the day. That's why it always had a lottery. Nami Tilis But isn't the removal of the ash the beginning of the day? And therefore, that would have made it popular. If you washed your hands for the removal of the ash, 
you don't need to rewash your hands, Shikbar Kiddush Mitkilis Avoda, because uh, that's the beginning of the daytime service. The, the, you, the beginning, the first thing you do every morning is you wash away, uh, you know, you, we do an Egovasser, but you clean the ash. So the Morris said, Amos Shikbar Kiddush Mitkilis Avoda. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's the beginning of the service. Maybe you could read it to, to, to say that it, you, you had already washed, but it's really part of the nighttime service, that you had already sanctified your hands earlier, but it's not part of the daytime service, and that's why initially they didn't have it as part of the lottery. Ikadiyami, some people say, since people love to sleep, Loasi, the morning service to wake up early won't be so popular. Kiv and the Chazita Asi, since they saw there were still plenty of Kohanim waking up early, uh, but then they saw that the competition was dangerous. So then the rabbis instituted the lottery. So then the Gemara says, Well, what about the burning of the fats and the limbs that was done at night? That also, if you did it at night, you went to bed later. And still, and they still had a lottery for it even though you lose sleep over it. So the Morris says, no. Shani migna mamekim. There's a big difference between staying up late and waking up early. There, there's much easier to get people to stay up late. Shani migna, it's different going to bed. There, it's, uh, there are a lot of people that are willing to go to bed later to do a service than it is to actually wake up early. That's harder sleep to give up. So the Morris says, v'tekanta lahakisa. Is that the reason they made the uh, the lottery was for the ashes to Kanta Lahagisa. The lottery was for the beginning of the other services. What did Tanya, Misha, Sadeshin, the one that removed the ashes, Besidir Maracha, he also got, they bundled it. It was a uh, lottery. The prize was not only Truma Sadeshin, but you also got to arrange uh, the wood. Ubishne Gizreisim and put the wood on the fire. So it really was a multiple lottery, not just for the ashes. So Omer Takanis. Really, it went in two different stages. They didn't think there'd be people who want to do the ashes, and it wasn't part of the lottery. So when they saw people came, and it got dangerous, they instituted that there should be a lottery. But once there was a lottery, people stopped coming. Now, the problem with the morning lottery is that you'd have to wake up early and you wouldn't know if you would get to do it or not. In other words, the lottery was done on the spot from the people that were there. So to wake up early to do it, people would do it. But to wake up early to have a lottery, people wouldn't do it. Me, Yamer, Demis Ramulan, who says that they're going to get to do it? So in order to make the lottery more worthwhile to get people to wake up to do it, Hader, Tiknu, they, they then added to it, Whoever merits to win the lottery, to remove the ash, they'll also get to arrange the wood. And to make that a popular lottery as well, and have plenty of people waking up to try to get that service. Okay, we're at the, at the two dots at the bottom. So then we said um, that originally they started off before they went to the lottery with a, a race, so to speak, first come, first serve. So the question was, where did they race on the ramp? So They didn't race on the ground. It wasn't the first one to the ramp because it says, it says they ran and went up the ramp. So that means they actually started the ramp. So 
And it can't be at the beginning of the ramp because it says they, they ran and they went up tonight. And then it said whoever got there first. So now maybe they ran to the middle of the ramp and that was the finish line. It's, it, how would you decide exactly uh, where's the middle? It'd be very hard to have a race to the middle. So So it's clear that the race was to the top of the ramp and to the beginning of the altar. Boy, Papa, the one question that we have, though, is this four Amis, when we say the finish line was four Amis, did that mean did that include uh, the area around the Mizbeach, uh, the foundation stone, and the area where you went around? So it was four Amis from there, or, as we turn the page, or maybe, maybe it's besides that. Teku, we'll have that Elio Navi. That's not something that we can answer from here. Exactly where they counted the finish line, the Daladamas, was it from the edge of the altar or was it from the edge of the step around the altar? Okay. So then we said, if they were both equal, the Kohen in charge would say, stick out your finger. Now, why did you have to count fingers? Why didn't you just count the people there? Tani same they put out their fingers, to be counted, the Nimnalidhu. Instead of counting fingers one, two, three, why don't you count people one, two, three? Messiah this is a proof to Yisra, Domer Yisra, Livnis Israel. We don't count Jews. We don't make Jew statistics. Each Jew is a whole world. We don't just give a number. So it's a, it's forbidden to count Jews. Afilud bar mitzvah, even for mitzvah, stiksi bifkadeim bebazik. It said when Shaul Hamelech counted his army, it says that he didn't count them as individuals. He had each one take a piece of bazik, of clay, and put a, a a token down, and he counted the tokens. So you see that that's the way we count Jews. Masir Vashi, how do you know that word bazik means a clay token? Lishn de mitzaku. Dilma Shma Damasa, maybe that's the name of the town where, where he did the census, where he counted them. And uh, where do you see the word Buzik sometimes means that a certain town? It talked about the, uh, the, the, uh, the king of Buzik. So you see there was such a town. So you can't prove that the word Buzik describes the token that he used to count. Maybe the word Buzik describes the place where the counting was. Maybe from here. It says, Shol counted the people. He counted them with sheep. So uh, he, he, why didn't he count them individually? He had each person take a sheep, and then he counted the sheep. So you see that you don't count uh, people. You count uh, something else besides people. Any person that counts Jewish people over Balav, they're transgressing a sin of a thou shall not. Shinamar, as it says, it says the Jewish people is like the sand of the sea, a share low yimdo, that can't be counted. You shouldn't count them. Ranamitzik says over Bishne, it says twice, it says lo yimdo, lo yisapar. Don't count and don't number. Omer Shmober Nachmeni Rav Yonason he has a contradiction. First it says Vahemisr Bnei Yisrael Kakol Hayam. It says the Jews are like the sand of the sea. Vaksiv Asher Lo Yim Devlo Yisapir, and then it says you can't count them. So uh, sand you could count. It's just a lot of sand. So Mar says Lo Kashay Kambes Man Shister Osir Rishonu Shomakom. When we're doing what Hashem wants us to do, you can't count us. Kambes Man Sheinra Osir Rishonu. When we're not doing Hashem's will. Uh, then we're like the sand of the sea. 
So even when we're not doing what we're supposed to, uh, still you see we're pretty big. We still get the blessing. Uh, one second. Okay, uh, back to the Gemara. Um, Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Omar Shumaba Yosef ben Dustoy, uh, that's one answer. He gives another answer. Kambi de Adam, it's when humans count, um, you, uh, it's like the sand. Kambi de Shemaim, they could count the sand. It means it can't be counted. Omreb Neloy bar Idi, Omar Shmuel. He taught in the name of the following. Kimich Nismana Adam Parnas Alatibor. If you uh, volunteer to work on behalf of the community and you're appointed the head, Miss Asher, you'll become rich. Because Shul HaMelech was the first king and he was given the job. And Mekorah, originally it says, he had to count the army with clay pieces that were worthless. Later on, in his monarchy, it says, he counted them with his sheep. And that means he had a sheep for every man in the army. That's a pretty big herd. So you see, he became wealthy. The Mura says, maybe they brought their own sheep. So the Gemara says, then Im Cain, what's it coming to teach us? So you see that uh, Shoal eventually became very wealthy uh, in order in, in merit of his running the community. Also so that he should have the funds to do what was needed. Now, uh, we, brought the, we started the subject of his counting the army to go to war. The battle that he was getting ready for was the mitzvah of a king to destroy Amalek. So uh, the Gemara now is going to discuss briefly what happened in that battle. It says in that battle of Yorav Benachal, it's three lines, um, two, three lines up from the wider lines. It says that Shoal fought in the valley. What's that talking about? Amr Abmaniyal Iske Nachal. He was he is having a Torah argument with his Beisdin about the halachas of the valley. When Hashem said to Shoal, go and wipe out a Molek. Shoal said to himself, what does it mean, wipe them out? My nefesh achas, for the sake of one life, Omer Torah hevi egla rufa. The mitzvah of egla rufa is when you find somebody murdered in the city, the whole town has to come to a stop. Every leader has to come out. They have to bring a korban to show the, what a tragedy it is. And it's the responsibility of a town to save every single life. So if for that, you go to so much trouble. So what about all these different people that he was going to war against? He had to be careful and maybe not kill all of them. And even if you want to say the people are rotten, what about the animals? What did they do? If the adults sin, what about the children? So Shoal was really arguing with Hashem's will. A voice came out and said, Don't be such a tzaddik. We're going to see there's a right measure of compassion and there's a wrong measure. These were bloody murderers. These are all the evil and wickedness that we suffer, a lot of it from the world today, is because of the people of Amalek. You don't use up your mercy uh, for the wicked. Uh, later on in his monarchy, uh, Davin Amalek ran away and he needed food. So he stopped by the Kohanim to get food. So uh, Shoal became suspicious that the Kohanim knew that David was rebelling and they supported him in the rebellion. And so therefore he had all of the Kohanim murdered. He should have been merciful. But when a person uses the mercy that Hashem gives them for murderers or for the wrong thing, he didn't even have it when it was needed for the righteous people in the Kohanim. So uh, Shoal told his general Dog, um, 
Sovata, second wine line, Upagaba Kohanim, go and kill the Kohanim. Yotzebas and said, Al Tishaharba, don't be so wicked. So uh, you see that he really messed up with that. Amrevhuna, Kama lo choli velo margish gavri de moisat saya. Historically, Shoal uh, made one mistake and he lost the monarchy. David made multiple st- mistakes and he never lost the monarchy. What's the difference? So he teaches a rule. A person will never get sick and will never be in trouble if the boss likes you. It means that uh, the master, if Hashem likes you, if, uh, if, you do, if you find favor in Hashem's eyes, he will overlook your mistakes. Whereas if you don't have, David Amalek had that quality. Shoal sinned in one way, that's it, he blew it. David sinned in two ways. Well, also, he didn't lose the job. What's that? We all know he didn't kill the Agaga, the Amaleki. So, and he lost the job of being monarch. What about the fact that Shoal killed the city of Kohanim? So that also was a pretty big sin. What are you saying? His only fault uh, was this, the sin. The only mistake was Agag. He also made a big mistake with this uh, killing out the city of Kohanim. The answer is, he lost his job already from the Maisa Agaga. From that time on, he already lost his job. So you see that that sin alone was enough for him to lose his job, um, uh, to be king. David sinned twice. What were the two sins of David? Uriah and also Dahasasa when he counted the people. And uh, that's why we're bringing this also. David had made a mistake and counted people. You're not supposed to count people. The Gemara says, well, what about Basheva? Vaikanami, Maisa Basheva, wasn't that a sin? So the Gemara says, Hasam Ifrimenu. David already got punished for that. Uh, in, the, in the story, when the prophet came to him and compared it to somebody taking somebody's lamb, and David said he'll pay back four times, David already had been punished four times for Basheva. Number one, he lost his uh, first child uh, from Basheva. He lost his oldest son, Amnam. His daughter, Tamar, was raped by Avshalom, and Avshalom rebelled and was killed. So you see, he got punished in his lifetime. So we're talking about uh, the uh, he had un, uh, sins that were not punished that he didn't lose the monarchy from. So Morris says, Hasam Nami Ifrina, but uh, Shoal also, um, I'm sorry, the sin of counting the people, he was punished for that too. It says that Shem brought a plague when he counted the people. So you see that that, that was not a mistake that uh, didn't get accounted for. There's, uh, when a, a person gets a punishment, the punishment takes care of the mistake. So Mar said, Hasam lo ifrim igufa. Yeah, but Dovin Amalek himself didn't get punished. So Mar said, Hasam nami lo ifrim igufa. But when Dovin's kids were killed, that wasn't a punishment to him. So Mar says, lie ifrim igufa. No, Dovin Amalek, it's true. Dovin Amalek was punished on his body. Dovin Yudam Arav, Bashisha Kadashim Nitzu Dov. Dovin became a leper for six months. And the, the Sanhedrin left him. And the Shkina left him. So you see that David was physically punished uh, for that sin of counting the people. So those are the only two sins that David had. Um, uh, was the, the, again, of the, um, uh, I'm sorry, the David that was physically punished for the sin of Bathsheba, that was the leprosy. Yeah, but he wasn't physically punished for the sin of not counting the people and for the um, 
for the sin of Uriah, and still you see he didn't lose the monarchy. Omar Rab, uh, are you saying those are the only two sins of David? What about the fact that David accepted Lashon Hara uh, when he listened to the evil report against Mipiboshis? When Avshalom rebelled, David, um, the people that came to David's side uh, joined him, and Mipiboshis, the son of Shol, didn't. So the question was, was Mipiboshis rebelling against David or was he on his side? So Siva, the one of the servants of Mipiboshis, told David Lashon Hara, and he said that, um, uh, that Mipiboshis was rebelling. So David uh, accepted that uh, and didn't check into it enough and took away the property from Mipiboshis. So that was a terrible sin uh, that he accepted that Lashon Hara. So the Gemara said that you could learn like Shmuel to Amar Lo David Lashon Hara. No, that's not what happened. Uh, David checked into it. It could be that wasn't a sin. But the Gemara says, but in Rav's opinion, it is Amar Kibo David Lashon Hara. So according to that, he was punished. Uh, according to that, David had another sin that was never punished. The Gemara says he was punished from that. When David said to Mipiboshis, You and Siva will divide your inheritance. A voice came out from heaven and said, David Amalek, you said Lashon Hara, and you took away uh, um, his, his inheritance. Now your inheritance, your monarchy will be taken away from your grandson. So you see that Dovin Amalekh was punished for that sin. Now on the subject of Shoal, it says that uh, we said Shoal only had one sin. And Shoal was really a very great person. It says, Ben Shana Shoal Bamalko. Shoal was like a one-year-old. So the Mara said, Omar of Huna Ben, what does that mean? Like, it doesn't say the first year. It says uh, like the son of a first year. So, it means that he was just like a one-year-old, that he was innocent of sin. How do you know one-year-old means he was innocent of sin? Sometimes the one-year-old plays in the mud, and his dirty diapers. So maybe Shoal was not a, maybe that's not proof he was a good king. Maybe he was a very dirty king. So he had a dream where he had um, uh, uh, angels of fear came to him in his dream and gave him a hard time. So when he woke up, he said, He said, I see that Shoal ben Kish is angry with me for interpreting it in a bad way. Hudder, uh, and the next night, Chazi he still had a bad dream. This time, he said it in a respectful way that uh, Shoal ben Kish, the king of Israel, doesn't want me to say anything negative about him. Uh, and uh, then he stopped having those bad dreams because he, you have to be careful with the honor of a righteous person. Why was it that Shoal's monarchy didn't last? It was such a good start. He has a great theory. He says the reason that it didn't last was because he didn't have any dofi. He didn't have any skeletons in his closet. Um, in other words, it's a, a very interesting concept. Rashi, um, David had no, uh, he had very, came from a very great family, from Binyamin, who didn't have any sins, whereas David had some 
came from Moab. He had some things in his background. So the biggest problem that great people have is they get arrogant. So Shoal had nothing to take away from his arrogance to keep him humble. So you can't have a monarchy like that where kings who can get so arrogant. When you appoint somebody in the community, you should only do it if the person has a bag of creepies hanging around on him, something in his background that'll keep him humble. Shim tizak daito love, because if we'll be like leaders and the power will go to his head, look what look where you came from, look what you have. It's important that there be something that leaders need the ability to stay humble. Um, okay, we will stop here, three lines from the bottom. Have a great day.